Do you wonder about past lives? Have you ever thought about where your soul has been? Where it's going? Or what lessons and memories have been gathered along the way? In this podcast, we will discuss past life memories, psychic phenomena, energy healing, and other metaphysical topics with experts and the average person to find out how we can heal through these experiences. So I invite you to join me on my journey. Welcome to the Regression Session. totally fine when i when i do it i look like i'm having a seizure i twitch it's weird welcome back to the regression session my name is ian welcome to the regression session to any new people thanks for tuning in we love you I'm still going to stick to the bi-weekly upload schedule, but I did not want to upload an episode on Christmas Day for various reasons, and so that's why we're getting a episode a week early, and then we're going to start back up on January 1st, so the new year starting off strong. An announcement that I made at the end of last episode, but I'm going to start it strong here. We as a community, as a podcast, have reached the top 10% of followed and shared podcasts globally, but only about 20% of my actual audience clicked follow in your podcast player. So please make sure to click follow so that you don't miss my bi-weekly, sometimes weekly, uploads. Don't forget to share the podcast around with everybody that you know in the entire world so that we can collectively raise the vibration of the planet. Now, a little bit of info about today's episode. I am speaking with Amanda Gibbs, who is a past life regressionist, a soul aspect healer, and a energy channel and channeler. And we start off the episode by talking about some very, you know, we try to reel it in and and talk about practical day-to-day stuff. We try to check ourselves. I think it's important to check yourself when you're in, when you're doing spiritual all day all all day every day. Right? So we need to come back to quote unquote reality. But then something unique happens and Amanda and I decided to channel for each other. To you guys basically. And um, we take turns doing that and then describing how it feels to actually trust that feeling. I'm really excited for you guys to hear this. It's the first time that I have channeled publicly. And without further ado, here is the episode with Amanda. Hey, Amanda, thanks for coming on to the show. Hello, how are you doing, Ian? I am very tired this morning. There's a big time difference between yes. us. So other than that, I'm excited to talk to you. And before we get into it, would you tell my audience a little bit about yourself, your background, whatever you're comfortable sharing, and, and kind of explain you know, why Why I reached out to you, why we're talking. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm in the UK, as you've mentioned, we have a bit of a time difference between us. And I've always been in the UK. Um, and I've always been on a spiritual quest to kind of find out more and more and more about the spiritual things. So I'm currently working as a past life regressionist before I came into that world and I'll share with you and your listeners how I accidentally manifested that to happen I was uh, very much working in the area of color therapy Um, before that it was all the divination kind of tools I started to learn to read tarot when I was 17 but I was aware of energy at an even younger age so I would say probably around about the age of 12, I started to kind of sense energy in the house where I lived. I would start to see 
um, I realised now it was clairvoyant gifts coming in, but I would start to see relatives that had passed kind of in our house. Um, and yeah, that was quite That's freaky. confusing like, as a kid. Oh. Yeah, very. And I didn't have anybody in the family that I could talk to about that because nobody in my family was spiritual um, other than my grandma, who I only found that out after she passed, but she used to read tea leaves. So there was no one there to talk to about stuff. So um, was it was it people that you had known when they were alive that you were seeing and you were what was that like? Were you seeing them and you were like, "Oh, it's 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 uh grandma or or uncle uncle Joe or or whoever. They're they're right here." And your parents are like, "Stop it. They're dead." Or like, "What was that like?" It was well the first time it happened, I saw my favorite auntie on my dad's side. Um, and she was standing at our kitchen sink. And so I see it in my mind's eye, in my third eye. I don't see it as a visual apparition in mm. front of me. Um, and she was just standing at the sink, just chatting and washing up. And I said to mum, I saw Auntie Lorraine at the sink in the kitchen. And she was like, they were quite used to me being a little bit woo-woo. Um, so they kind of they kind of humoured me, but also kind of... Um, they would joke around and say, oh, you're a witch, you know, and, and things happened so many times that I'd consider, mum, this is going to happen or that's going to happen, that she knew there was something there with me. She knew that she couldn't completely dismiss it, but at the same time, they didn't understand it and it was really alien for them. Um, but she did try and embrace it. So when I was very, very young, I always had a really vivid imagination. And I, I realised now that I was just massively connected to my subconscious. And I used to love to write fantasy stories. And I wrote letters to a fairy that lived in our garden, a fairy called Jojo. And she wrote back to me. And this happened for quite a few years until the penny dropped. And I realised hold on, this is my mum's handwriting. So obviously I challenged her about it. And I, I mentioned it to her, like, you know, I was obviously devastated at the time that this fairy pen friend, that it was mum that was writing to me. And I, I said to her, maybe like eight years ago, how did that all come about with us, you know, writing the letters and stuff? She said, well, you must have told me that there was a fairy in the garden. She goes, I wouldn't have just started writing letters to you from a fairy. She said, I think that you came to me and said that there's a fairy in the garden and you wrote a letter to her. She said, so I embraced that and started writing back to you. So I obviously had that awareness at quite a young age. Well, that's, that's kind of sweet, though. Like, you, you think... Like at the time, you're like, how could you betray me? But like on the other end of it, I've done things like that for my son where it's like I've indulged him on, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever. I, I don't have specific examples off the top of my head. But like I I can see why she would want to do that to like make you have a magical childhood, right? It seems yeah. to me, it seems like that was something that she was trying to be sweet about. Yeah, definitely. And I always got books for Christmas that had pictures of fairies in and loved reading books like The Magic Faraway Tree. So I was a very imaginative, creative child anyway. Um, and that's kind of where my love of music came in as well, because I started off like most kids with a recorder and then like we moved on to piano lessons, you know, so they very much did encourage and support whatever I wanted to do even if it was something like the spiritual world that they didn't really understand, um, kind of to the point where every week my dad would buy me this magazine that came out and it was a spiritual magazine, I guess like the equivalent to like Spirit and Destiny now. And each week you got something in this kit. So it might be like three runestones and a couple of tarot cards. And kind of the idea was that you would keep buying this every week to build up all your tools so I kind of tried everything as a teenager from like tarot to astrology to runes um, and just all my money on books because obviously we didn't have the internet to go down rabbit holes with then. Right. So spent a lot of time kind of relying on outside resources because there wasn't anybody there in the family to kind of guide me and teach me the spiritual ways. I got you. That's very interesting. I, yeah, I I was my story is completely different, but this isn't about my story, obviously. But um, I can't I can't relate with that, my because I had like very religious parents that if I 
Like there were ghosts. There are definitely like ghosts in my house, right? Mm-hmm. As a kid, hundred percent. My house was haunted, and I and I said to my mom, like, "Mom, a man spoke to me in my bedroom last night," right? And she's like, "Oh no, you were just dreaming. Sorry." So I can't relate to having parents that would indulge me with being haunted. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of dismiss the haunted one. So probably like a lot of children, there's places in the home when you're growing up as a kid that kind of like maybe a dark corner or somewhere where you maybe like run down the stairs or you put the light on and you think there's something there. So I was always aware of energy in that way. And they did kind of dismiss that to the point when I got to 13 years old and my dad said, we're not sleeping with the landed light on anymore. You're 13 now, you know, because they, it, it can be scary when you're, when you're a youngster and you're kind of feeling all those energies, can't it? It's sort of like, Oh, I don't really know what to do with these feelings and, and what that is there. And, and it seems like, like younger kids are, you know, even, even in like religion and stuff, they, they, the clergy and things, they talk about children being, uh, having a thinner veil and being more sensitive to things like that. I don't look at it in like a purely religious context, but I, I definitely think that children are, are kind of more sensitive to those types of things because it's easier for them to accept that there's another aspect to reality because they're not conditioned. Yes. hundred percent. And so all this kind of culminated with you starting color therapy, right? So How'd that yeah. happen? What is color therapy? Tell me about it. I would love to for my audience to hear about it. I've, I've never really talked about color therapy on my show. I talked a little bit about it with Chad Andrews, the Ascension Chamber guy, but he, mm-hmm. he didn't just exclusively do that. So tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, well, I hadn't heard of color therapy myself until about five or six years ago. And sort of I I jumped into the spiritual closet in my mid 20s. I started reading the tarot when I was 17, sat in circle, did all that, then jumped in the spiritual closet when I was 26. And it wasn't until kind of like my late 40s. Well, I'm 51 now. So probably about my mid 40s that I started to really trust and open up and get past that fear. And that's when I found colour therapy. And it's based on the ancient art of numerology. So we take the digits of the date of birth, simplified more than numerology because we don't do anything with the name. It is literally just your date of birth. And you have a colour that relates to each number. So you have four colours in your chart. One is your inner child colour. One is your skills colour. One is your aspirations colour. And then you have your soul colour. And these colours all have traits that are linked to the chakras, linked to numerology, and you can understand people. So you can look at the colours of the people in your family. You can look at children to see what are they going to grow into? What potential do they have? What skills do they naturally have when they are fully embraced in their colours, when they're fully in the energy? Because obviously, it's like anything in life, when you have things going on around you as a child you know maybe you have like really overpowering brothers and sisters or you have like quite a traumatic child um childhood that can stop you from going fully into the aspects of those colors that you have um but so we can use it there's two two sides to color therapy that is the one side where we can use it to work with the energies so we can work with the energies of the current day and we can work with the energies of our birth date colors Um, But then you have the colour therapy side and that's what really kind of brought in the past life stuff for me because in Egypt they had coloured pyramids that they used for healing and people would go off into these pyramids depending what was wrong with them is what pyramid colour they would go to and they worked with light and they worked with the colours to heal people. And when I first discovered uh, the the lady who runs the company where I certified in colour and I started to have training with her, she was like, you're picking this up really quickly. Like you already know this stuff. And we discovered that I had had a past life in Egypt working in the colour pyramids, that I was a healer that was working with these energies. So I was guided to colour again in this lifetime, which I think we find happens a lot, don't we, when we're in past life work with people, that there are themes that go through your lifetime and you will gravitate towards them again 
in the current lifetime that you're in. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's like unfinished work or like over, over talents. I, I don't really have a word for it. Like talents that are, that are consistent throughout different incarnations. Like you're, you're good at, let's just say like you're good at linguistics in one life and then you go into the next life and you go into high school and then you start learning German and then all of a sudden you like pick up German really quickly and stuff like that, yeah. right? Same kind of a thing. Like it's, it's yeah. fairly common. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so I had been Reiki trained for quite a few years before I started to do the color therapy. And I discovered from one day, just accidentally, well, it's never accidental, is it? The universe wants us uh -huh. to go down a certain pathway and it gives us the signs. So I was giving a friend of mine distance Reiki and I started to see a past life that we'd had together. And I started to see some trauma around a relationship. So we were brother and sister in this lifetime. And we knew that because we'd previously been meditating and, you know, that insight had come in. And then the, the guy who was our father in that lifetime, he came in while I was healing her and I could just feel in her body like what he had done. You know, he'd really hurt her. And so my guide stepped in and, and showed me I was just guided how to heal the past life area of that chakra and to to I basically we sent him away between us you know it's like right you can't mean and do this anymore and it kind of went from there um starting to work with because when you work with color magenta is the color that is linked to our past lives and the akashic records so I was bringing a lot of magenta into my work and I was working with platonic solids the little sacred geometry um shapes which just to kind of ramp up my healing and I started finding that I could do past life healing. And when I was sending the Reiki out, that I was able to tap into these past life um, images and, and remembrance for people. And so I was giving readings and giving healing. And then this is kind of where the manifesting comes in. I said to a friend of mine, this is really great that we can do this work. We can really, really help people. But I need to find someone who's trained in past life regression because that's the next step for people that they need to move on to that. And then I manifested somebody who taught me how to do it. So, yeah, it's just mad the way that we can call these things in just by saying I need this. Um, I also did the same with I was running development circles. And I wanted to manifest somebody who could come in because I'd had limited experience in circle. I'd not sat in them much myself and didn't really have that confidence at that point to kind of to control a circle, you know, that to manage the energies that were coming in and to keep everybody safe. And so I manifested someone else who was also from my soul group who taught me how to do all that. So yeah, I love a bit of manifesting. Don't we all? <laughs> So my question would be, do you focus on past life healing or and then kind of like dabble in regression or do you focus on regression and then dabble in like intuitive Reiki past life healing kind of stuff? Well, I kind of, um, I kind of let spirit lead me. So I, I'm, my my business is focused around helping people to heal from remembering the past. So we would normally start off and I run various different programs depending on kind of what I feel is the current energy in the collective that people need help with. So it might be like my guides are saying to me, people really need to work on their inner child healing at the moment. So then I might run a program on in a, in a child work or it might be like lots of shadow stuff is coming up for people because we feel it in us right you know whatever we're feeling that's going on for us is generally going on in the collective so we always lead with the regression now um and we will look at so I've just finished oh I'm just finishing a program embrace your inner witch so we've worked with going into the regression uh, of the lifetime where the people have been a witch and then we've looked at building up the divination tools, so helping them to connect with their spirit guides, helping them to. So I guess I'm leading with the spiritual empowerment, really, and the regression and the color and all the other bits are like the tools in my toolbox. Um, but then we normally finish up with the healing, which has now kind of 
upgraded itself to quantum healing where my guides are channeling through they're channeling light language so I will sing I will move my hands around I will put my hands on certain parts of my body and channel the energy from whoever wants to come in whether it's ascended masters or angels or deities or my guides have a lovely little monk that comes in and works with the color and the people will then give feedback. We normally do this on Zoom and they will say, well, I was getting tingling in my feet and I'm thinking, yeah, I have my foot on, like my hand on the base of my foot. So it seems to be that where my guides have got me to put my hands on my body, that there's telepathy and some healing coming in to the relevant part on the, the, the bodies of the clients, which is magical. So can I ask you kind of a, a hard question? Of course. Love a hard question. So, and, and I ask this from a place of, of love, right? Yes. Because I'm about it, right? But there's people out there who are definitely not about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. You, that sounds crazy, yes. right? It sounds crazy. Yeah. So what makes you think that you're not just like, you know, making it all up or, or like, I'll just leave it at that. What makes you think that you're, that you're not just making it all up and you're having, you know, and it's like confirmation bias where the person's like, Oh yeah, I was totally feeling that. And you're like, yeah, yeah, we're definitely doing that. Like, like feeding it. So what makes you think that it's real versus just confirmation bias? Yeah, I think just years and years of learning to trust into my connection, because like I said, I was in the spiritual closet for so many years because because of that, because I thought if I tell people what I'm experiencing, if I tell people what I'm feeling, what I'm seeing, they're going to think I'm crazy. They're going to lock me up, you know, so that kind of that fear of judgment that I think a lot of spiritual people have that does keep us small, that does keep us um, kind of in those places that the work I'm doing is bringing people out of. Um, and I think really it's just kind of through getting to know my spirit team to learning to work on my shadow self so that I know that my ego is in check, so that I know that I'm coming from that place of working in the divine light and working in that purity of, of source and connection. Um, and I think it's something that you unless you've experienced things it's hard to kind of to to believe in things isn't it you know especially if someone is a very logical person and they're like well you know how did we get here how did we all end up on earth you know it's everybody will have their own ideas of that and I think some people are very very logical brained aren't they where they will be like well I need to see it I need to understand it I can't believe in airy fairy stuff so I think, yeah, to, to answer that briefly, which I haven't done, <laughs> because I'm a soul blue <laughs> and we love to talk. We love to get that message out there and to speak. Um, so that's my soul colour. I'll have I'll have your date of birth off you afterwards and tell you what yours is as well. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. Um, but, yeah, I think just pure experience and learning to trust and to surrender because until I was able to trust and surrender into my connection I wasn't comfortable to do the work that I'm doing because it scared me because of childhood experiences I think yeah and you know it's like that's a scary question and, and some people when I've asked it have taken it the wrong way right and they're like, well, yeah. if you don't believe me, then why'd you ask me on, on onto your show? And it's not about that. It's about like, I believe that checking ourselves and coming back to like, you know, reality or, or whatever is important. And a lot of people that listen to my show when they're when they're coming in, they're they're kind of just opening the door, right? And a lot of those people kind of need like a reality check, like they want, like you said, a lot of people are very like they start out very fact-based like like I did and still kind of am but like for me I'll be like hey so I'm going to channel your spirit guides real quick and we're going to have a conversation about about things but when you know when you start to experience things that that are hard to debunk like for example me saying something to someone that I have only met one time that they have never told me 
And then I'm like, hey, you need to stop doing this because it's detrimental to your health, right? Or X, Y, Z or whatever. And then come to find out, like, how did you know that? How did you know that I was doing X, Y, Z? And I didn't, right? I just say things. And so once you experience something like like that, like, I definitely think you're right. I I definitely appreciate your answer. Um, And it's just, it's kind of difficult to get into that mindset from a fact-based mentality of I'm going to trust this random person online, right? Um, I don't know where I was going with that. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, and I think, you know, like you say, there are a lot of people who are at the very start of their journey and they are, you know, scared to go further with it because they think either they're going to be judged or people are going to think they're crazy or what we don't understand, it can be scary, can't it? You know, it's, um, it's yeah, it's, it's a big world and, and it can be scary, the spiritual stuff. So how did you, like what, what I, where I kind of want to steer the conversation now is like, how did, how did you get to the point where you can trust your intuition? Cause it sounds like you're, you're not just doing past life regression work. You're using intuitive healing, mm-hmm. right? So what's that like? How, how did you start to trust it? What are the feelings and, and sensations you get? Um, how can people start the journey of trusting their intuition? Cause it's kind of a scary thing for a lot of people to start trusting it. Yeah, definitely. I think for me, it is learning to take yourself to that place of quiet, to take your mind out of the human element and into a place where you are able to access your subconscious. And that takes time. You know, we we meditate, we do all these things. For me, I think that the real turning point for me was to be able to sit in a development circle with somebody that I trusted that could hold space for me to explore that connection um, and to allow those energies to come in more. Um, because a lot of us was block and you know we're all healers we're all intuitives but we don't all feel comfortable or want to tap into that so I think yeah if somebody who is wanting to start out to work with their intuition more and to work with healing gifts more it's for me I would say it's the breath you know using your breath to still your mind um and just kind of taking away the distractions of being a human so that you are able to sit in alignment with yourself because our minds are so powerful. Um, You know, the work that we can do in hypnosis, the work that we can do in regression and the work that we can do with our manifesting, you know, if we can understand how to quieten our human side enough so that we can tap into all that, it's really powerful stuff. And I love it. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's about getting to know yourself first then. Yes, absolutely. Like not looking for external validation for things anymore. Yeah, exactly. And just to run everything that you're feeling through your internal truth system, you know, that feeling that you just have inside where you might read something that somebody else has said, um, you know, about something spiritual and you might think, no, that doesn't resonate with me. I don't think that's how that happened. Um, you know, using the example of how we kind of came to be on earth, you know, you might read something and somebody has a theory that it happened this way and inside your, your intuition and your, your truth system inside you is saying, no, that I don't believe that's how it happened. And so it's, it's working with your body as well. We have to merge the, the soul aspect of us. So our soul is much bigger than our human body. So a lot of the time our, our soul isn't, our, our body isn't full of our soul. So if you imagine like a glass of water, this is how I explain it to my clients. Um, if you imagine like a glass of water, and you're filling that up with your spirit. So say if the glass is only like a quarter full, there's a lot of space there that like outside influences can come in, you know, like negativity and other people's opinions and that kind of like feeling that we do need to be validated or we are going to be judged. And then if we keep topping that glass up with more and more of our spirit, our soul essence, 
then that glass comes to a point where it's so full that there isn't any room for all that stuff that kind of can take us away from our connection. So I think it's really about knowing ourselves and knowing our bodies and honouring them, you know, making sure we're taking time for our connection. And you bring up a really interesting point, and I'm glad that you brought this up, because we in this in this space, right, like the, I guess we can call it like new age healing, right, mm-hmm. in that kind of a space, we have a tendency to be all, all spirit all the time, all energy all the time, all chakras all the time, right, whereas like people that are outside of that t- tend to be all body all the time. Right. All I got to get up and go to work. I got to go. I got to go walk the dog. Got to get the kids to school, all that stuff. Right. And and really, if you look at it, we we exist in this reality with our entire mind, body and soul. And so trusting your the feelings in your body and and these feelings are going to be different for everybody. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I think that trusting your body is important and learning to listen to your body as far as like the feelings you get with these intuitive feelings and these intuitive um, guidances, if you will, from my, like in my body is going to be different. So I would like to talk about that. So when you, when you start having like an intuitive thing or like you want to, let's just say you're having a conversation, all of a sudden you want to just blurt something out. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, where you just want to like blurt something out at somebody. What kind of a physical sensation accompanies that feeling of like I, I'm working with my higher power or whatever, and and then I want to talk. I want you to talk about how, how you feel, and then the feeling that I get, so that people can kind of have an idea of of what to look for maybe, in in their own life if they're starting to trust their intuition. Sorry if that was long winded. <laughs> No, 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 I totally get it. Um, And you're right, it is different for everybody. We will all experience things in different ways. So for me, um, when I'm I'm trying to deliberately connect, um, I will close my eyes. I will use a very simple breath technique of breathing in through the nose, holding very briefly, and then a longer exhale out. And I will talk clients through doing that three times it gets quicker. So for me now, by the time I've taken that first breath in and I'm starting to breathe out, I start to get tingles around my forehead, around my third eye, and I start to feel the energies coming in. Um, if it's guides coming in with insight when I'm talking to somebody, so this will, it will often happen when I'm listening to voice notes on Messenger. Somebody will be saying something to me and my guides will just come in. Um, so it is a feeling of, um, and I've got used to the different energies of, you know, who is coming in. So it's 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 a different kind of frequency. Um, but if it's an ascended master or if it's an angel or if it's a spirit guide, but how I would say it in, in a general generic term so that because it will be different for everybody is that it might be a change in sensation. body. It may be a change. In it may be a feeling of kind of um, like you've just looked into a cobweb or um, you may start to see colours. It's um, it's something that I really enjoy. It's one of the most enjoyable parts of the mentoring that I do is to help people to feel those signs and to bring the guides in closer and ask them to step back so that they can have that awareness in their body. Um, but yeah, it, and, and sometimes it will just be that real, like, if you're getting a confirmation of something, like, it's just a feeling of goosebumps all over and you think, yes, that was right. That is just like a big yes for me from spirit when you just, you know, when you just get those goosebumps all over. Yeah, that's so interesting you say that because I've experienced most of those things myself. And it's easy to write it off, you know, as like a newer person in this, it's easier to write off the goosebumps. It's easy to write off the temperature change. That's a big one. Like that happens a lot, I think. And even when I'm, even when I put someone into a hypnosis and and like taking them through a past life, a lot of people will actually get cold um, Mm -hmm. or hot. More commonly for me, cold. I don't, I don't know if that's like more common across the board. Where they'll be like, man, I'm really cold. I need a blanket. So I keep a blanket on hand and 
I'll just like put it on top of them and they're like, ah, oh, thank you. Like I was so cold. And when I've channeled my guides and other people's guides, I usually, I usually do get really cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's really interesting for me. If I'm deliberately trying to, um, let's just say channel someone, mm-hmm. I get, I kind of turn my attention inward to like the center mass kind of. And then I feel butterflies, like the you know, like those classic butterfly feeling you get. And then I lean into that, and at that point, I start spinning in my head. And then when I start, when I once I start spinning in my head, I know that I'm like connected. What's very interesting is like when I've when I put people into their own energy field, right? And I know this like we're, we're we were talking earlier about like being grounded in reality and now we're talking about energy fields so yeah for, for anybody in my audience like just know i'm about it right but when i i've taken someone into their energy field it's very common for them like a lot of people will say to me like oh i feel like i'm barrel rolling in my head i feel like i'm spinning but it's not like unpleasant it's just like i feel like i'm getting swept up into a current and i'm like that's exactly what happens to me you get swept up into this massive current and then they're like, oh, I'm aware of so much more right now. And then when they come back out of it, they're like, that was so weird. Like I could, I couldn't, I don't know why I would make that up. And it's like, because you're not though. Like if it's yeah. happening to all these people across the board, like all these people feel like the butterflies and then they feel goosebumps and they get cold and hot, like all these common things that people are reporting, then something's definitely got to be happening. Um and I'm kind of past the point of questioning, but I don't know. I, I like to give people kind of a doorway to, to to validate, like, hey, you know what? If you are experiencing these things, they do actually happen. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The subconscious is just a wonderful place to go where everything is more vivid, where everything is, you know. I was listening back to a regression journey that I had been on when I first started to train in the past life regression area and I I remembered the lifetime but on this recording I'm saying I can smell like chlorine I'm in a meadow and there are flowers and I can smell like chlorine and I can smell the fragrance of the flowers um and the the regressionist said to me well what do they smell like are they sweet are they fragrant I'm like no they smell like Egyptian musk you know, so all your senses are activated because that's not a clairvoyant gift that I regularly get, that sense of smell. I know a lot of people do, but yeah, it's everything's heightened, isn't it? Yeah, my first time ever being regressed, which I, I don't know if I've ever actually talked about on my show very much, but I, I remember the, like, I have uh, aphantasia, you know what that is? No, like, I don't. It's, it's where you, I can't, I can't physically see anything in my own imagination. I can't hear anything in my head. So I don't have like the inner monologue voice. Like I don't hear my own voice in my head or anything. And if I try to imagine something, it's just dark and quiet. So I can't see anything, but I was able to smell the smell of break baking bread. And, and so that was very interesting. So yeah, I can also say, yeah, your, all your senses do activate and it's kind of weird sometimes. Yeah. Well, you've taught me something new today because I've experienced clients in regression that have that, where they have that really difficult, um, they don't have that ability very easily to be able to see things. But I wasn't aware that that was the term for it. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's aphantasia. And you know, what's interesting is I have a lot of, I have a lot of people that are up and coming hit, uh, regressionists, right? on the show. So my advice to you cuz for for whatever reason I have had a lot of people that have come to me and been like I didn't realize I had aphantasia until I listened to your show. Yeah. And and you know when I've hypnotized people they're like, "Oh, I have aphantasia." after I've talked to them. And so if you if you find someone who has this, the the best thing that you can do is instead of saying like, "Oh, you're going to see XYZ" You're going to be, you know, you you need to say something like you're going to become aware somehow of X, Y, Z. You're going to, you're going to start to 
feel something, you're going to start to, you know, using the term like becoming aware of of something, it will be a lot more open to them. That way they're not just going to be like, well, I can't see. I can't see anything. I can't hear yeah. anything. It's like, oh, of course you can. You have a you have a a condition. Right? So that's yeah, yeah. that's my advice to any up and coming regressionists listening to this is just be aware of how you're presenting things. Even for people who don't have aphantasia, I've started just saying you're going to become aware of this and it just opens it up, I think, a lot more than okay, you're going to see this, right? So just something to think about. We do assume, don't we, that uh, most people are going to see. So we have to really watch the language that we're using with people um, so that they don't kind of have that experience where they're finding it even harder, you know, to to do what they need to do. I I love that. That's really great. Yeah, and setting, you know, like, as a species, I think, we as humans kind of expect people to experience and and see things from our perspective, right? So opening it up and and leaving space for everybody's unique experience, to me, it just seems like a way more powerful way to allow someone to experience their own past life. Yeah, absolutely. Just, Just allowing space for that. So, so let's I want to try something if if it's okay with you and and if it's not that's totally fine. I, I would like for you to if you can just like deliberately like open up your intuition and just start talking about it because I I would I'm interested in seeing that and I think that other people would be interested in that too. And yeah, and this sure. episode kind of turned into trusting your intuition, right? But I I I don't think that's an accident necessarily. I think someone I think someone's going to hear this and be like, "You know what? This is exactly what I needed to hear." Yeah, definitely. And uh, now something that my guides um kind of threw on me um last week was um I don't do uh, so it's no it's no it's no accident that you've asked me to do this. I don't do live mediumship. I go live a lot on Facebook. I go live weekly in my group talk about past lives. I do card pulls. I do, you know, all of that stuff. I'm really comfortable going live. And they put me in a position last week where I had to do live mediumship on my profile on Facebook. And it was all coming in with all the cessation. So there were loved ones coming in for people that were on the live. And um, they were giving me all of the sensations from when they had passed so yeah, I'm, I I just love how the universe works with all these kind of synchronicities and stuff. So um, so now I'm calling you out and saying, hey, it's time to it's time to do this. Yeah. Maybe maybe they're telling you like this is something else you need to expand on. So if you want, yeah. you can I guess like set your targeting system to me and use me as a <laughs> that's a dumb way to put it, but as like a test subject if you want to. Um, yeah, I'm just down a, for that. They, and kind of they a, did tell me last week. They said this is how you're going to be working now. Put the cards away. You need because I do it on I do it on Zoom with with clients. I just don't do it in public on Facebook for the, my entire friends book uh, Facebook friends list to be able to see. So yeah, no, I, I also I also don't do that, and I also have been called out by multiple mediums saying, "Hey, you need to do this." So maybe you could do it to me, and then I'll do it to you, and that'll and that'll wrap up the episode. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Right, so my spirit team are coming in. Is there a particular um, loved one in spirit that you'd like me to try and bring forward or... Do we just want to chat to to some guides? Do we? Do we I have no idea. Okay, really? Let's... So because because I've never spoken to, uh, like I've never had a session with a medium who who can bring forth uh, deceased people. Really, okay. my my uh, experience with mediumship has been like mostly guides. I think giving yeah. advice coming through. Because that's what that's what I do. I don't really bring in 
um, loved ones or anything like that. So I've never experienced that. So I'm sure that like, if, if you have guides that are coming in, they would know something that I would need to hear. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they, they want to channel as a collective. They want to channel a message of encouragement to your listeners um, to at the moment, the energies are really, really intense um, on this clip. We're going through a cycle. I haven't started channeling yet. This is just me kind of explaining that we're coming through a cycle of completion with the colours. So we're in a gold month at the moment, at the end of the year. And next year, we go into a violet year as a collective, which is all about the spiritual teacher and about that crown chakra. So there are going to be a lot of people stepping up their power with their connection and also people stepping into their power who haven't done that before. Um, So my guides are wanting to come in as a collective and channel a message of encouragement to people. Um, So bear with me, I'm just going to let them come in a little bit closer. I, I move a bit as well when I'm channeling. So if you no, see me waving it's totally my arms fine. around. It's totally fine. Yeah, when yeah. I when I do it, I look like I'm having a seizure. I twitch. It's weird. <laughs> okay. So the, 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 my, my, I have a, a gatekeeper guide who is a Templar Knight, and he is my main guide. He's a protector, and we actually have a past life connection together, um, which he has showed me over time working together. And he's coming in with all of his armor on, and he's wanting to say to the collective, to your listeners, to anybody that's going to catch this podcast at any time in the future, that it is time to buckle up and to put your armor on because you came here to make a difference in this world. And they want you to know that you are fully supported by your spirit teams around you and that there is nothing to fear, that you may not remember why you have come here at this stage but you are here to make a difference and you are here to pursue the sole purpose that you applied to this lifetime and they just want to give you lots of encouragement to say the energies are going to be raising and that we need to look after the physical body to allow us to integrate these new energies and they're saying that this is why it's important that you have asked the questions that you asked earlier that people can understand these energies that are around them when they are coming in um, and that they are uh, having that awareness of the body if we can keep the water glass filled up with as much spirit as we can so that our body is full, then we won't be affected by the raising in the vibrations of the earth um, that are going to be coming in next year. But they're showing me uh, full suits of armour and people are standing in a row with great big shields and they're saying that we are a mighty army when we come together um, in oneness and in love and togetherness that's lovely Mm. and i think very important as well it kind of ties everything that i've taught that we've talked about together a little bit you know yeah um i kind of feel like i've been all over the place this episode honestly that's probably my energy i'm like that (laughs) no i mean it's been a minute since i like i've taken a break from the show for reasons and then i don't know i I kind of felt like i was like rambling a little bit but i don't know maybe i'll listen back to it and be like oh you know all those questions kind of tied together i'm hoping so anyway so when you did that when you when you just channeled that message Mm -hmm. what was it what was happening like what was going through like what sensations did you feel um this hand was moving the whole yes. time. Yes, like it I was. was. Like, like, I didn't know if you could see it or if it was off camera, but this hand was moving the whole time. And they will do this when they're channeling light language as well. Um, so the light language sometimes comes from my voice. Um, but often if the vibration, the frequency of the being that's trying to bring that in is too high for me with my vocal range not being what it used to be, 
um, they will sometimes put it through um, as as light codes through my hand. Um, but I was seeing a lot visually. I was my my guide was showing me. So he doesn't normally come in in full armor unless I'm in a situation where he's coming in with more protection. So like if I'm somewhere where there's lots of energy or if he feels that I might be unsafe, you know, then he'll come in with full armor. Um, but when he channels messages for the collective, um, he comes in with a really empowering, um, you know, like if you were in an army, he would be that one that is saying to everybody, come on, we're going to do this. You know, he comes in with like a real um, empowering energy and then he will show me. Um, so if if we were sitting in a more um, a more meditative environment, sometimes he will actually talk through my voice. But it takes me a little bit of time to go into that deeper trance state. Um, so he will be merging with my higher self. Um, and then that message is kind of we, we kind of blend together, which we do quite a lot because we do have the past life that I know him from that he's shown me the one that we had together. I was a seer and he was um, kind of the leader of the army and I would give him the insight of kind of where the enemy were coming in from and so that he could work out the tactics so we often will my higher self will blend with him and it will just come through like it did then but it can be different yeah it's very interesting i just felt like all of my typical signs that i'm about to channel honestly like so when it what happens to me I get like really tired. My eyes glaze over. It's honestly happened to me right now. My voice gets lower. I don't know if my voice got lower. But I kind of might just let it happen. And it's it's like conscious me is like kind of embarrassed about it. Because I call myself the vessel and the oracle. And it's weird. Like conscious me doesn't really care for that, but yeah, it's pretty powerful. I don't know if you're sensitive to that or anything, but like um, more, more so with loved ones when loved ones are coming through and they're giving me the symptoms that they passed with, I have to say to my guides, okay, um, I've, I've understood that. Please take it away, you know, because it that can be really draining. I don't often channel people's loved ones. I normally work with my guides. I work with the Ascended Masters. I work with the angels. I work with galactics, basically any any beings that aren't generally loved ones, because that's quite tiring work. You know, I've got friends that are psychic mediums, and it's very tiring, they say. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let... It's pretty powerful. Hold on a second. Let me just. Mm. I'm going to let them speak through me. We also have a message for the collective. As was stated earlier. Taking care of your energetic bodies is extremely important in the upcoming year. However, taking care of your physical bodies will be just as important. The vibrational frequencies of the planet as well as our bodies are going to be changing and shifting. Taking in substances that will lower your vibration will only be detrimental to your spiritual well-being. Ensure that you adjust your dietary habits as well as your recreational habits. And yes, we are speaking about drugs and alcohol. Accordingly, if your goal is true spiritual growth, you must also pursue body perfection. This we say to you to encourage holistic growth versus sectional growth. And now we ask Amanda, are there any questions you would like to ask us? 
Um, just are, are you happy with the progress that the human race are making with transitioning towards 5D energy? Yes and no. There's been quite a backslide recently towards the darker aspects of humanity's energetic code. But if we were to put it on a graph and look at humanity's spiritual growth over time, it would be an extreme vertical. So overall, yes. But it is necessary to live in the details sometimes because the details can get away from us and can cause major backslides. Mm -hmm. And so we encourage people to not give up, fight for justice, fight for higher vibration. This will continue, uh, encourage the continued uprise of the graph line. Thank you. It may feel that there's that you you may feel that there's darkness for anyone listening. You may feel lost, you may feel alone, you may feel crippled, you may feel scared, depressed, anxious. These are all side effects. Side effects of a society that is fighting back overall, especially those in power. Fighting back on the collective vibrational shift that is happening. We encourage you to work through these emotions. Don't let them distract you. We also encourage to limit substances taken to hide from these somewhat uncomfortable feelings. Artificially covering up the emotions will do nothing but delay the inevitable. We understand there are those with chemical imbalances in the body that require medication. However, we don't believe that those of you, most of you who are taking substances and drugs to cover up these unpleasant emotions, we don't believe that most of you need them. And we would encourage you to work through these uncomfortable emotions until you feel comfortable with yourselves and your own energetic makeup, therefore raising the collective vibration of the planet. We leave this with you in love and light. Okay. Mm. Weird. Yeah, I was definitely feeling the spinning. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I was pretty monotone. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I find it's different depending on the energies. You know, sometimes um, it will come out very high pitched and almost childlike sounding because obviously every kind of energy being that is communicating with us has their own frequency. And when we're projecting their frequency, you know, in a trance state, um, some some of their personality is coming out as well. Yeah, so so for me, I don't even remember what I said. No, I don't. Sense. You can you can kind of remember the vibration of the message. You can kind of remember the theme, but it's it's almost like your memory has gone and kind of like it's like they're they're well they are merging with us, aren't they? You know. Yeah, and it was like the theme of it was like your guides came in and the mind built on the message as well. It was, you know, we could have just, I don't think that it would have been like considering that this up, this is going to be sent out to thousands and thousands of people. I don't, I think it was like an opportunity to get a message out versus just like assisting one, assisting Amanda or Ian, you know, um, yeah. And for me, like for anybody listening, just to kind of 
continue with the thought of what does that feel like for me? My feet got really cold. I my head was spinning like uh counterclockwise, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, counterclockwise or clockwise, depending on which way you're looking at me. But to me it would have been to the left. And my eyes were like super heavy. And then my my actual body, like my feet got cold, my body got really hot. So those are just some of the things that can happen when you're when you're doing this. Um for anybody who's just starting out on that journey. Um, I don't know. That's that's just, that's it. it is what it is, you know. I could be making it all up. Who knows? But this is the support is there from spirit. You know, I think that was the message that they were trying to deliver, wasn't it? Is that they are wanting to assist us with this future that is coming, that we are all here to, to make a difference of. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm going to, I think that, you know, when you and I were both, we were both talking in that state about like vibrational frequencies and things like that. Right. I'm going to have to do an episode about like, what to do to raise your vibration, right? What to avoid to, to intake because everything we do and everything that we take into our bodies is going to change our vibrational frequency, right? Mm-hmm. And for for anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, like I'll, I'll I'll address it in another episode. But that was interesting. I've never done that before. It was uncomfortable for like conscious me to do that. So thank you for being uh, open and and willing to do that little experiment with me. Now, Amanda, we've been talking for a little while now, and I would love to have you plug your services, any social medias, any websites or organizations that you're a part of that you would like to put out into the world to have people reach out to you or, or whatever. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, I, I can help people with, um, ascension. I can help people with healing, with feeling the energies, all this kind of stuff that we've ended up being guided to do today by our guides is, is my bag. It's what I do. Um, and obviously helping people to remember and heal from the past. So my main, um, little community I have, uh, is a, a new Facebook group that I opened in September this year. It's called Life After Life. And I think the actual Facebook um, name of it, if you're searching, is Life After Life UK. Um, and that's where you can find me going live every Monday night. I go live in there. I talk about various different aspects of past life themes, um, just helping people to understand the energies, their guides. We do a little bit of colour in there. Um, but that's the main place where I hang out at the moment um, when I'm not on Zoom working with clients and doing regressions. So, yeah, I'd love people to come over and join us if they want to to dabble a bit more in the, the spiritual world. Beautiful. link. A link to that can be found in the description. Definitely reach out to Amanda if you want to have some interesting work done and amanda i'm gonna ask you and kind of put you on the spot do you have a message that you would like to leave for my audience just really you know if you're guided to do something in this lifetime there's a reason why you're guided to do it and don't let your conscious part of your brain your human part of your brain block you from stepping into your sole purpose because when you're doing that, I can't express enough just how much happiness and joy that you will feel in yourself for making aligned decisions. So, yeah, just embrace who you are, what you came here to do. And don't don't feel that, you know, you can't show yourself because of fear of judgment, because there's a, a whole world of people out here, you know, that are like you, like me, like us that will embrace you and will embrace your differentness. Well, that's a wonderful message, Amanda. Thank you so much for coming on to my show and having this weird, eclectic conversation with me. I I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure, Ian. Thank you so much for inviting me. And we'll cut it there. (sighs) That was a bit mad, wasn't it? That was a little weird, man. That's it for today's episode. 
I would like to thank Amanda for coming on to the show. I would also like to thank you for tuning in. Definitely go check out some of the links I have for Amanda in the description. Show her some love. And definitely don't forget to follow me in your podcast player. Don't forget to share the podcast around with everybody that you know in the entire world. And if you would like to come on to the podcast to share your past life experience or your knowledge on any metaphysical topic, shoot me an email. My email is theregressionsession at gmail.com, and I would love to have you on the show. When I'm scared, I find myself thinking about you. Yeah, same with spirituality though, isn't it? As well, you know, if you're not spending time with your connection and you're not working on your your energy, then it's harder for us to to connect and to hear hear the insight. Oh yeah, now getting started already, huh? All right. <laughs> I'm just obsessed. Two things in life I'm obsessed with: one is music and singing, and the other is the spiritual world. <laughs> <laughs>